Yes, yes, people, we are back one step away from once again with a brand new podcast with a brand new subject matter. So this podcast is going to be speaking around mental health. First things first, I want to say this to those that know someone or have suffered or is suffering from mental health issues. We will say we are not specialists within the field. Please seek appropriate professional support and professional help. What I will say from this as well is thank you very much to all the viewers that have been watching in so far, listening in on all our different platforms. Please make sure you comment. Please make sure you subscribe and support us as much as you, you can. You will find us on YouTube and that is number one, SAF, no spaces in between. Same with Facebook, Instagram, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That is one, the number one SAF, one step away from. Okay, boys. So we're going to step it in straight a way into mental health. Okay. So the first point we're going to be speaking of is defining mental health. So I'll give you a quick little breath. So a overview. Um, the NHS uh, states, sorry, not the NHS. Yes, the NHS, sorry, um, states between the ages of 11. There are very few differences in regards to mental health issues between anyone from any cultural background up until the age of 11. This is also uh, verified by mind.org.uk, which is a very well-known uh, mental health uh, welfare service within the UK. For some reason, after the age of 11, there are substantial differences between different people from different cultures. Now, the mind.org.uk states that black women experience substantially higher rates of mental health issues than white women. This is past the age of EM11. It states that particularly with psychosis, black men experience 10 times more psychosis than white men. It also states that white people are two times more likely to receive mental health treatment and that black people are 40% more likely to access mental health treatment through either the police or the criminal justice system. So how do we define mental health? Anyone jump on that? I'm gonna come with a uh, definition from the NHS afterwards, but I would like you to jump in and De de and define what mental health is for you. Okay. Thank you much, uh, Jay. Okay, so from um, from an like an official or from a governmental or an organisational point of view, uh, they would consider it. I think from the Mental Health Act, um, any disorder or disability of the mind. However, for me, if you're asking me the question, what does it mean for me? Uh, mental health. Uh, if I was being honest is a daily, monthly, weekly, yearly uh, assault course. And what I mean by that is that you get tested at every, in every aspect of your life. You get test, your mental health is tested. If it's work, mm. if it's family, if it's relationships, if it's your children, if it's finance, health, fitness, whatever it is, your mental health goes through an assault course every day, even sometimes when you're sleeping. Um, so for me, mental health is an assault course that uh, sometimes you can enjoy the assault course. Like if you're about that kind of wanting to challenge yourself, but sometimes the, it challenges you when you don't even want to be challenged. So um, the best way I describe it is 
especially with me and my life and my environment is it's an assault course some some of the courses are easier than others some of them are really hard some of them you don't really want to go on uh but it's a course that needs to be completed and sometimes when it doesn't get completed that's where um something may pop up whether it be a disease um or a diagnosis of something when you can't get around that obstacle or that course that's when things might actually start spreading out into your life thank you very much for that that's very clear and concise um you gave a more day-by-day breadth of how mental health can actually impact and that it isn't specifically defined by a particular moment there's a multitude and different variations different variations that could actually include mental health so that's very clear thank you much much for that em um, for myself, I think um, before um, I was quite ignorant when it came to mental health. Um, like Jay said, yeah, when someone says mental health, it always carries that negative connotation behind it. Um, yeah, so for me, it was ignorance. That's what I was looking for. It was ignorance on my mm. part. I, I was ignorant to it because in my mind, I was like, look, it's, it's negative. I mm. don't care. I don't want to know. Right, and then um, you start to go through a few things in life yourself. That's when it goes into what M said. Mm. It's a test every day how you react, how you feel about a certain situation, whether it be in a relationship, whether mm. it be um, in kids, um, in siblings. You know, whether there's a siblings rivalry and, and stuff like that. So I I started looking more into it and removing the negative connotation behind it. Yes. Mental health, I agree with what Em said. It's an everyday test. And I feel that you hit a good point on there as well. We might not all be clued up on mental health and what that means for us and even be able to define an experience that might be classed as mental health, uh, whether positive or negative, and we just see it as daily life. It's only really when you get into a professional field or a diagnosis or someone is uh, giving you treatment that mental health becomes a defining term. Before that, it could be a feeling, which is basically what it is, isn't it? It starts from the mindset. It starts from the mind and emotional situation. So yeah, I can fully, fully make sense of that T and the listeners out there as well might be in the same boat as you in terms of being ignorant to what mental health is and how, or what that is and how that can impact you. And if it has impacted you. So we're all in the same boat here in terms of learning people at, at different stages in their, in their life. And some people might not even know that information about this field because they haven't needed to, it hasn't been a priority in their life. So that's the reason why this one step away from podcast is so good because it's about informing people as well as informing ourselves and together we grow. So nice one. So I just wanted to uh, go with a uh, definition uh, from mentalhealth.gov. Just a little bit of a lengthy one, but I'll go through it. Um, So it states here that mental health includes our emotional, psychological and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel and act. It also helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. Mental health is important at every stage of life, from childhood and adolescence through to adulthood. Over the course of your life, if you experience mental health problems, your thinking, mood, and behavior could be affected. 
Many factors contribute to mental health problems. This includes biological factors, such as genes or brain chemistry, life experiences such as trauma or AA abuse, family history or mental health problems. Mental health problems are common. I want to make that clear to people out there. Mental health issues are common. You are not abnormal because you feel a certain way. It's natural to feel. Okay? So to continue with this, mental health problems are common, but help is available. People with mental health problems can get better and many recover completely. So I just wanted to throw that out, out there as a nice little entry into what we're going to be I want, discussing. I wanted to point out something Go ahead, uh, that goes to what I said uh, and what everyone kind of reiterated as it being a negative connotation. Like when we first hear mental health, even in the mind org definition, they mention nothing about positive mental health. That's interesting. That, that is very true. And so that can actually add into what, um, how we feel and how we think about, men, about mental health. And the problem is, you see, you've actually sparked up another little thing in my head. This could start a taboo. Now, there's, there's, there's a problem when, and I'm kind of going into the second question, so I won't jump onto it. In fact, I'll ask the second question and we'll step into that part that you said there, Jay, as well as a very unimportant point that, that, that yeah. you mentioned. All right. Okay. So, uh, moving on to question two. What is your experience of mental health? Your own personal experience or those that you know of? Uh, well, before I talk about experiences, just, just to kind of, just to continue what Jay was talking about, it, um, a lot of definitions or a lot of organisations don't necessarily start with the positive and i think over the course of time especially in the uk um it's been a bit of a stigma um uh, and like you said it's a taboo subject um which has become a lot more open a lot more readily acceptable rightly so um especially in my lifetime so there's certain words that would have been would you'd say in the past that you just wouldn't be able to say now because it's just it's that stigma has kind of gone and it's more acceptable to, to talk about your feelings and express yourself. But I think historically, um, maybe it's a, a, a British kind of tradition, a British kind of culture, the stiff upper lip and whatnot, where we don't really talk about um, our emotions and feelings, where then we see people that maybe may be a little bit more emotive or emotional or be appear to be different. We, we look at them in the way that we all too we all too aware of it as different or oh like words like crazy and words like um mad like just, just yeah Chats. those those words kind of yeah that's what i mean and, and they're the type of words that actually are really really um harmful to use and and, and i can only imagine back in the day where mental health wasn't a subject that was read readily talked about uh, how these people would have felt I was until my mid twenties when I was, when I actually uh, was a people manager, that's where I had to really take it seriously because for me, and maybe as part of my culture and maybe something that we'll discuss later on, it was, it's, it wasn't about talking about those type of things. You've got to kind of just be strong, but actually being strong is more than not talking. If that makes sense. So I just wanted to kind of add that in there. Um, I don't know if Jay, that's what where you was going with it in terms of the the org definition. You made a, yeah, for sure. Yeah, sure, that's definitely part of it. Mm, um, you made a interesting point there, um, uh, 
Jay mentioned around how there's a tab, um, almost a taboo in terms of not speaking about it. Um, I've done a little bit of research myself into a fear. There's a somewhat fear of mental health services or a fear of being labeled as having a mental health issue. And I believe it was Dr. Frank who discussed around trying to break the cycle of fear. Um, because then when you break that cycle of fear, which is done by conversation, done by instead of bring, um, keeping that issue in the closet, you bring that out to the forefront and it's readily discussed, as you said, M, on the table. Yep. So that's very interesting that you mentioned that because um, this fear cycle can be at attributed to us in many ways. Just by gender, I am alone. Being a male, having a mental health issue and being labelled by that might make you think I'm weaker. And because you don't want to be seen weak as part of masculinity, you then step back from going to mental health services. You step back from being tested or going to your GP because you are in fear of being labelled. So that's an interesting concept. Yep. Yeah, 100%. So who, who wants to go first? Who wants to be the vulnerable one first? <laughs> I'll be vulnerable. I'll oh, be vulnerable. Come on, you're labelling, man. You're labelling. Go on, man. Go on, go on, go on. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm saying. <laughs> so, from, uh, what was, can you just repeat the question again, please, Kay? Just so I can um, really... Very uh, basic question. You can make it as complex or as simplistic as you like. What is your experience of mental health issues? Yeah. So... Uh, linking in with the the mind.org uh, definition or uh, not definition but summary of um, what especially black men and it talks about kind of up until the age of 11 um, there's no kind of disparity or there's no there's no kind of uh, differentiation between races or people um, until the age of 11 there's something something happens within our community where that changes and I can I can briefly and I don't want to take too much time but up into the age of 11 for me so I, I don't need to do res research on this part because this is my experience so that's all the research I need so um can I just ask uh, you one thing or ask the group one thing before you jump into that M in terms of schooling what happens between age 11 and age 12 you go to um secondary school thank you very much carry on so up until the age of um, 11, so bearing in mind, if, you, if the listeners kind of understand our journeys through uh, from childhood, um, my mental health was probably uh, gassed, if that makes sense. Because uh, as much as we had loads of experiences that were negative because, purely because of uh, race, um, a lot there was a lot of positive things purely because of my race so i guess um because i was the only uh black child within school until secondary school which is a key point um there's a lot of spotlight on me and because of because of my sporting achievements and because of sporting and dance and whatnot like mental my ego was kind of probably falsely boosted for a lot of time like for a lot of my kind of childhood because i was seen as that guy like if, if that makes sense um and and because of those young those young ages like there was no outside influence from what the real world was about so you don't really understand what the real world is about until you get cross over that line and go from the primary school into high school and then things start changing but also you, we start changing and i started changing and coming into adolescence and then 
from adolescence you get into adulthood and then that's when it all opens up so you enter the melting pot the melting pot so for me and i'm not and this is going to be a subject on its own um in probably season two which is uh relationships but for in terms of just to give the viewers and the uh listeners the understanding of how my mental health has been shaped within a relationship setting just listen to and i I wrote these down because i thought this is important these are the type of things over the last kind of 10 15 years uh of adult kind of life and relationships these are the type of things that i personally and yes i will be that i will be the vulnerable one these are the type of words that have been said to me or the type of impressions and i'm sure a lot of people can relate and it doesn't even necessarily need to be in a relationship it can be um within uh work anything so words like so when i'm passionate about something i get told i'm being aggressive or nasty when i'm assertive i get told that i'm shouting if i'm quiet and within my thoughts in my life, I've been told that, oh, he's moody. When I've got strong morals and when I have strong morals, I get told I'm just being stubborn. When I apply common sense, knowledge, logic, pragmatism, I, what gets thrown at me is, oh, he thinks he knows it all. When I don't accept mediocrity, the response is, oh, he's always got an answer for everything. When I'm confident or when I've been confident in my life, he's got a big head. So I'm sure there's some words there that maybe you guys might have come across over your life as adult living. But just if you see the difference between those two words and what I'm trying to kind of, maybe what I'm trying to be or who I feel I am, and then from whatever, whether it be in a relationship, like past relationships or working environments or even friendship environments, whatever it is, and they're the different kind of impressions that you get thrown at you, that's going to kind of make you assess your mental health. And I don't mean this derogatory to anyone else that may not kind of think the way I think, but if I wasn't strong enough to understand what's going on when those type of words or those type of interactions happen and I didn't have a strong enough and this is why it's important didn't have a strong enough support network to kind of disbalance me out then I probably probably would be in a worse place than where I am now present day so as an example so just to kind of give you guys insight in terms of like in terms of dealing with mental health and going back to what i said about kind of that having that kind of assault course all those kind of things that happen all those words or those kind of differences or opposite words that i kind of see or that have says that's what i have to live or that's what i've lived for a long time so that's obviously going to alter my mental health and, and create maybe create an imbalance but if as long as I've got the strong support network to kind of keep me balanced and my own inner self to keep me balanced, hopefully I can get through those assault courses. So apologies um, for going off, off on one. Not at all. Um, never, never. Listen, that's one thing that we got to learn as well. Never apologize for putting yourself on the table, man. We appreciate that. But yeah, I, I said, I said all that to say, to just say this, like from a young age until the age of 11, the my mental health was kind of skewed in a way because there was no problem like i was people knew me for all the good things i'd done um 
obviously I was aware of my color and my race and whatnot, but that's a sep- that was a separate kind of compartment of my brain. But in terms of like your own creating your own personality, I, my personality is being created by just all the good stuff that I was doing. But that's that wasn't the real world. The real world started from from the age of eleven, so I can understand the correlation. So yeah, that's that's parts of my experiences. That was powerful, man. Yes, yes, you yes. Know. That was very um, powerful. Um, before you start, T, um, I just want to quickly sum- summarize, just so people can get a breath. Um, M, please correct me if I'm wrong. Just in, as a summary, before the, um, up until the age of eleven, M received positive interactions, particularly because of his color, because of the he was a minority within the in, in environment of school that transitioned into negativity because this confidence that he was possibly given up until the age of 11 through positive reinforcement from his um, peers in terms of school students and possibly teachers too. This, this same thing that he was given positive recognition for was then turned into a negative um, definition when he got older. So that's, that does cause mental health issues because then who are you then? Who should you be? How are you accepted? So I just wanted to really focus in on that. That was very powerful there, Em. Thank you very much, man. T, yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely. I agree with him. And um, coming from, from a different angle, so um, growing up, um, we all know some of it will be, will be fun in there as, as banter, as, you know, as just joking around whether you've got a big head or a big nose or, or, or something. If you remember from young, that would be your nickname. I'd be like, oh, big head or big nose or whatever. 100%. You know, um, those are some of the things that would be, would, would be thrown around children and you laugh, you would laugh about it. You learn to accept it. But Ems and, and you, Kay, you touched on a, on a very important key about the age. Around 11, 12 you're changing now aren't you you start to become more self-aware mm, the your hormones are your hormones are starting to kick in so the things that wouldn't have bothered you when you were younger for example if you had a big head and everyone used to call you a big head that wouldn't bother you when you're younger but when you start to become more self-aware that then becomes an insecurity you start to now look at yourself not in a so good light to speak. You start to to develop this complex about your head, right? Whether it's your nose or your ears, whatever it is. Because now it's getting to that level of, okay, you're interested in girls or boys or whichever, yeah? I that, understand that. That affects you more than people realize mm. but us growing up uh, as, a, as a culture anyway that's things that are taken for fun mm. you know like someone who's got who's actually disabled in terms of maybe their leg is uh badly hurt or they've got a disability you know that would that would be his nickname like crazy leg or something okay so t what what you said was very important yeah um, you talked about puberty. You talked about the transition between someone going from a teen, well, entering your teenage years, 
um, which is about puberty, you starting to learn about yourself, your body changes. Physiologically, you start to become more aware of females. You start to become aware of your place in society. So that's a very prominent point. You become more self aware. So therefore, these so-called names or stuff that was jokes beyond for, suddenly because you're more, you develop that pride, you start to look after yourself a little bit, little bit more. You start to, you might even start to grow a little beard and stuff, stuff like that. You become more aware around your sexuality. All that stuff is going on for a child when you, when you transition into adulthood. So yes, I can fully understand what you say by you having um, there being more impact with the same situation going on prior to puberty to after. So yes, that's a very, prom- that's a very prominent point there. Thank you. Um, Jay yes. and, and, and S, I just want to say a quick point um, just so uh, we can um, understand the question. It is, what is your experience of mental health issues? Now that's between either yourself or those that you are, um, th- or those that you know of. Okay, so um, I wanted to tell you guys like a, a little story. This happened uh, recently, where I was fully made aware of my mental health and how I could have been one step away from having uh, an episode. Let's call it an episode. So I was out the country. Um, this happened uh, 2019. I was out the country. I was out the country for about three months, I believe. Um, just off the back of a, a breaking my ankle and my tibia on my left leg. Um, I, w- I couldn't walk for roughly six months. I, was, I remember that, man. I was, in a, I was in a dark place. I was unhappy, depressed, angry. The rest of it went away. Had a brilliant time, like saw my family, saw, um, uh, enjoyed like the festivities. It was carnival time. Uh, one of my friends from the UK came and visit. He came to do carnival. We, we went, we traveled. We went to the sister island, Tobago, in the mountains, chilling, everything. Like I had, it was like, um, I felt revitalized, you know? I felt good. I felt happy. I felt comfortable. I felt safe. I felt, I didn't have any stress, didn't have any tension. Um, on the way, the flight back to the UK, that whole plane ride, I had cold sweats. The whole plane ride, I had literally had cold sweats. I was, I felt uh, sick. I was gonna throw up. I couldn't sleep. It was terrible. Anyway, landed in the UK, got back to the house. Blah blah blah. Went straight to sleep. Bearing in mind, we landed like seven eight o'clock in the morning. Got back to the house about maybe 9, 10. Went straight to sleep. Slept for like 18 hours. Woke up like 2, 3 o'clock the next morning. And instantly, I felt my my whole psyche change in that instant of waking up. I, I felt how I felt three months prior. Literally, so you were I, almost taken back to that original moment prior to yeah. leaving. Prior to leaving, within, I'm talking about within an instant. There was no cool down period. There was nothing. It was like someone flicked a switch and I was back to where I left off before. Jay, just asking you, what hmm. would you call that? What would you call that? You, you, ex, you had an experience of yeah. the, the UK. You mentioned around yeah. your injury. So there's medical issues there too. Yeah. Um, which made you immobile. Yeah. Um, you then went away from something. Yeah. You felt great. 
yeah. knowing you had to come back to something, mm-hmm. you you had a biological response. Yeah, you yeah, that's cho- exactly what happened. You don't choose to sweat, do you? No, you just sweat. Yeah. Now you were sweating based on the knowledge that you're coming back to something that you weren't happy with. Yeah. It was an, an anxiety then. Yeah. For sure, mm. for sure. Looking back on it now, it was definitely like some sort of anxiety attack. I don't want to say it was a full-on panic attack because I've seen people with panic attacks, but it was definitely uh, anxiety. Yeah, but people, people deal with them in different ways or they, they come in different ways, man. Some, yeah. Sometimes it's not, they're kind of like really kind of erratic behavior. Sometimes it's like... ventilating type thing, yeah. yeah. Or, or it can even it can even be like palpitations, like or what? No, yeah. so I could be sitting there, you wouldn't even know, but I'm getting these palpitations. So, yeah, they come in all different shapes and sizes, man. So I'm not saying that is, but that possibly could be yeah, an anxiety sure. of what you're coming back to. Um, that so, would make sense. So, can I just mention too, as well, in terms of you being one step away from, mm-hmm. boys, what would you think if you saw someone just sitting there and that, that is sweating? <laughs> On a plane, I would think something, something onto a wall. I would think, listen, you need to call, call, call the flight attendant because you've got somebody on it. Come on, just say it. Just say it. Someone is sitting on a plane. No one else is sweating. But there's one person sweating profusely. Nah, I'm, I'm thinking something's about I'm to getting off. On. I'm getting off. What do you mean you're getting off? What are you getting off? Where are you getting off? You get off, off. off the next stop. Either they got a bomb or they they swallowed some drugs or something. Jay, did you have a beard by then, by any chance? Oh, I just had my my mustache. Oh, oh okay, still, still, still. <laughs> I so, see where you're going with this cake. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Man, come on, man. But yeah, um, but look at that though. He's experiencing <laughs> mental health issues in terms of anxiety, and onlookers without having knowledge of could think that he's either coming down or on drugs or he yeah. possibly could be ready to sabotage a plane journey, mm-hmm. which would make him one step away from being detained, being dealt with by authorities, being questioned. Now, isn't that something that exacerbates your own mental health issue? Imagine he was dealt with by authorities actually, already feeling anxiety. From the air or air actually, or just, to, yeah. just to spin it a little bit, imagine you're going through, you've not even got on a plane yet. You're going through the checking in and customs, and you're sweating. Boy. What would happen? Yeah, that would have, I would have got cavity searching a lot. I would, I would have got searched hard, fam. Yeah, because you could be anxious about, oh, crap, I might get caught by customs. I'm, yeah. I might get caught. Yeah, and it happens. It happens, man. It does. So, yeah. I just wanted to make clear in terms of people who go through mental health issues might be one step away from other outcomes, which does not actually provide treatment for their current issues. Yeah. But yeah Sorry, Jay, just, were you I, finished with that? Go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying, that was just my one, ex- uh, one of many examples where, but this was like an instant. I saw it, I felt it. As soon as it happened, I, I reflected it and I was like, Less than 24 hours ago, I was not feeling like this. Why do I feel like this all of a sudden? Like, it was just, yeah, it was crazy. Thank you very much for that. Thank you for sharing with us, Jay. Um, S, would you like to uh, share your uh, own personal experiences or any other knowledge that you have of experiences of mental health issues? My first ever experience of a mental health issue was when I was young. Um, 
I'm talking year six. Now this wasn't me, but that opened my 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 eyes to what mental health could be when I first when I first got to the you know learning the foundations, being a bit older, and you reflect back and you think about what you've seen in that. Now mine was a relative. Mm. Um. That is a hard one still. Mine was a relative. Um, Take your time, brother. Certain things had happened. Um, and I saw... I saw what I thought was maybe normal behaviour, but obviously the older I got, it wasn't normal behaviour. I saw a strong woman... Um, completely break down to the point where normal routine was kind of kept but you could just tell there's an essence of something was different like when this woman couldn't sleep in her own bed I'm talking for months months Mm -hmm. to a point where I'd help I'd change the sheets, I'd tidy the room, I'd freshen it up, I'd keep the windows open. And still, like, the appreciation was there, but there was no, like, movement in towards, you know, sleeping in your own room or whatever. And over time, that, that did get better. And later on down the line, me and this family member talked about those things and as life experiences I went through my life I'm 30 years old now there's been times where I can I can relate to that feeling even if it's like a 10% of what this woman went through I can I can relate to that 10% and that 10% is somewhere I don't ever want to be again ever and that's just a 10% I hear that do I mean to that's when I learned that you can live in a house full of people and still be lonely, bro. Say that again. Oh, oh, oh. Say that again. Say that again. That's where I learned that you can be, you can live in a house full of people and still feel lonely. Brother, brother. Wow. Jeez. That's powerful, man. That's powerful because it's real. That's powerful. Yeah, that's it is, it is, and it's, it's a, it's a, it's a feeling whereby like routine doesn't even matter. Like you, you don't even want to like. Well, me personally, like my routine didn't matter. Like I didn't even want to open mail. Yeah, it could, it could have been anything. Could have been junk mail. Could have been something from the bank, from work, wherever. Like, I dreaded the postman coming. Like the the anxiety was just through my bones, just for the postman. Like I'm thinking that, and it it took me a a hot minute to get out of that space. A hot minute to get out of that space. But can I ask you a question? Mm. Did you feel connected to society as a whole by any chance? Um, not really. Not 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 really. Like. I knew I had to keep myself, my head above water for my children. I hear um, that. 
whether that be putting on an act or having better days, you know, because as you know, mental health is like a, it's a everyone's got mental health. It's a yeah. lifelong thing. It's not, it's not even people, that's one thing I like to say, but when people say mental health, like you can have good mental health. Do you know what I'm saying? 100%. You can be in a good headspace. You can, do you know what I mean? You can, you can think logically or individually. Everyone thinks differently anyway, but look, to me, mental health is like a scale. So you can be either end of that scale or in the middle if you want to be like, go down that route. But I think everyone's got mental health, whether you're in a good place or a bad place. Like the mental 100%. health is a thing. Mm. So if I, if I take it back to that, that scale kind of thing, and your question, Kay, where I felt linked to society, I'd probably have been further down on that scale. To say where all those things didn't really didn't they didn't really matter like yeah I mean things go out the window like your your hygiene goes out the window like you think you know I mean it's self worth but then when you start going back a bit more up the up the scale as I did all those things kind of click back in if that makes sense that makes complete sense and what I want the listeners to hear as well is don't take what we're saying here lightly I'm not saying that you are but don't hear what we are saying there's certain attributes that comes with people who have mental health issues, whether it's from sweating to staying in their room, not looking after their hygiene. Be aware of the, the outcomes of mental health issues. These are signs. These are signs of mental health issues. So if you know people who are going through something like this, or maybe if you are, either check in on yourself or check in on them. Yeah, if, they, if, you see, if you hear any of these signs that we're speaking I, I, I am about, please check in on these people or other people check in on yourself or speak to someone who's a specialist because this might be early onset signs of negative mental health issues because there is positive ones too. So S, thank you very much for that. That's very powerful what you said there. Also, what I want to make note as well is... Yeah. What you done you recognized that someone who was close to you had certain problems and you didn't, uh, you, you didn't uh, react in a way which exacerbated this. You reacted mm-hmm. in, in a way which reduced their issues of mental health. You said that things are, got better? Yeah, things did get better. But in, in that moment, I probably did what I'd been raised around. In, but what in, you showed in, is care. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's what I've been shown. Mm. And you're not a mental so health ex, ex, um, expert, right? Not at those ages, I wasn't. I'm, I'm definitely not. No, I'm well, not an they, expert on my own mental health. But look at the power that you had just by caring, though. Mm. That could have been a trigger or at least a catalyst to them getting better. So whether you're a child, whether you're a teenager, whether you're an adult, you have power in you to help people get over certain negative mental health issues. Yeah, That's powerful, that. man. That's powerful. Okay. So, um, T. Yeah. I was just going to jump on the back of what S said. Um, do you know what? When you were saying it, it, it just made me think about myself and coming from an ignorance stance, so to say where mental health, I've always, I'd always brushed it off. Like, oh, it's for the week. I, I, I'll be, 
honest and admit to it. That's what my mindset was. You're weak. Because that's, that's all I knew. That's what I grew up around. That's, that was mine as well. That was my stance for a very long time. Exactly. It's, but for myself, I, because of that stance, I never really used to recognize, to recognize, sorry, when things were not right within me where my mental health was in a negative state um, until I realized a pattern. And what S said was about, you know, whether it's your, your personal hygiene or stuff like that. With me, I, I, I recognized that whenever my mental health was in a negative state, I would get messy. Not in terms of like personal hygiene, but my room would be like my clothes would be everywhere. Okay. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the energy to, to just tidy up or do something. I, I would get clutter right. in, in my room. That's one of the things that I, I then recognize like, okay, this is now a pattern. Whenever I, I stress about something, that's what happens. So now it gets to a point where I don't have to think, am I stressed? Am I not? I only have to look at my room and think, right, what's going on? Sit down. So, you, so, you, so you're recognizing Something signs. Going on. Mm. Exactly. Mm. I'm recognizing signs rather than recognizing the feeling. It's now the signs that are in front of me that I have associated with my mental health being in a negative state. Negative state. Because um, I've got a question that relates to that as well. Because obviously you're talking about you see the signs, right? Which... It's more of a subconscious indicator of your feelings. You can say that's how it's manifested. Do you think that we grew up having the thoughts of our, you know, as being black, we are long suffering. We have to man up, quote unquote. Um, we have to be stronger. We we don't get a chance to be like mental health does not affect us because that's how we were conditioned as being uh, black people from young. You know what? I th- I thought that when um, Kay said about the the stats showing that we're forty percent more likely to receive help when um, through the legal route. Yeah, through through the police. Yep, police yeah. and the uh, criminal justice system. That's exactly. Deep, That's deep. I I thought that because I thought nine times out of ten, people only realise that there's a negative mental health issue when it's gone too far. Right? So what I mean by that, when they have now gone and committed a crime, right? How many times when something happens, you're like, listen, this, we noticed something. Something wasn't right with this person or that person or whatever else. That's when they realize there's, there's mental health there because in ourselves, we've been conditioned to long suffer, but also the keyword is silence. We suffer in silence. 100. We do not speak. And that's, my, in my opinion, that's where we go wrong. It's almost like that soldier mentality, isn't it? Exactly. Like, you've got to be like a soldier, and a, and a soldier never complains. A soldier just gets on with it. He digs deep. He fights until he dies. And it's that sort of mentality. It's that sort of mentality that can actually be of deficit to us. 
And then we have to ask, where does that come from? We have to ask, where does that come from in terms of how we're disposed of? But that's stepping into the next question, of course. Um, That's a very strong point there, T. What's your experiences, Kay? Oh, boy, I was hoping to skip that, but... I've been pulled out the dumb dirt. I've been pulled out the dirt, man. He saw me for you. Where you going? Where you going? Give us something all right, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, give us something you're comfortable with, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I kind of wear my heart on my sleeve, and um, I've kind of had to be that and learned to be that, regardless of whether people accept me or not, really. Um, but in terms of my experience of mental health, um, I've had a lot of it, um, more than what people who know me can imagine. Um, and I think that's the same for most people, really. We don't exactly, that's, this is not exactly pop talk, is it? We don't want to get a drink and go out there and talk. Well, we do, because we're of a level like that. Um, but but we haven't for a long time. There's like, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think there's mm. a lot of stuff. I don't, I just don't think it's a natural thing. It's not, it's not. Uh, to do. It's not, it's, it's not a natural thing to just come out and talk about what's really going on deep, dark inside your brain. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've recognised that, um, I've got dark places, man. Um, and a lot of it uh, is what people would call aggression. Um, I, would, I would call it, stay, take one step further and call it rage. Um, I've got a lot of rage in me, man. And um, it's been because of experiences, by the way. I didn't just wake up and just have extreme feelings of rage and et cetera. Um, Ill treatment. Ill treatment has caused me to feel a certain way um and it's derived from a certain group and um it's been a consistent continual pattern of ill treatment and disproportionately compared to the good treatment that i've received um and even beyond that uh just my experience of life um and uh has caused a lot of issues um so this is a daily thing that I battle with. This is daily. This is daily, daily, daily. I've got very broad shoulders, so I can carry a lot. And I recognize that I can carry a lot. However, if I snap, if I snap and lose my head, if I cross that line, I'm crossing it, man. It's not going to be a step over. I'm going to jump full body over the line. And whoever's there is getting it. It's, it's that simple. And that's been because I've had to deal with an a ordeal continually from one year to the next, to the next, to the next. And it's been to the point where it has reduced my survivability. People and organizations have tried to reduce my survivability for no reason other than they just didn't want me there, just didn't like me. And it's also the experience beyond the workplace as well in public of being seen as this negative figure when I haven't done anything negative to be seen as a negative figure. But the stereotype is enough for me to be treated as such. I've recognized that I do have issues when it comes to that. And I'm lucky that I have people that I can talk talk to who will listen to me without judging me. I'm lucky that I can speak to those people who will understand me from the ground roots level. I will not see any signs of 
mental health issues as something that needs to be contained or detained or secluded or separated, but more that. Tell me, tell me what's going on, K man. So I live by a daily issue that has only gotten worse over the years, but I've got to a point where I've had to seclude myself from other people who I don't feel are really there for me. Um, and that might be a positive thing or a negative thing, but I don't trust people. The result of me and my experience is a automatic distrust for someone who I don't know and who hasn't proven themselves because of being trod on by people who I have put trust in. So that has caused a massive complex in terms of my mindset. And I'm battling with that every day to make sure I don't portray that. Poor, I'm sorry, that I'm trying to make sure that every day that I, I, I don't use my past experiences on potential new experiences because then I'm going to limit myself by my own trauma in future opportunities, in future situations. So I, just give, I didn't give a specific um, event. I'm giving a breath over what I go with through daily. And it's hard, man. I don't hardly sleep. Anyone who knows me know that my sleep is off. Is off. If I get a good five-hour sleep or four-hour sleep, um, that's, to me, that's a luxury, man. More time I'm laying in bed, just laying in bed. Eyes, my, I'm shattered. Eyes closing, feeling heavy. It's stinging. I just can't sleep. I can't sleep. And that's been years now. Years, years, years. And it's, there's something there that is not in balance. And it disrupts my hormones. It disrupts my routines. And I have to be obsessive with certain aspects of my life because it maintains me. Because I fear if I didn't have this continuity, this routine, I'm going to re replace it with something else that isn't helpful. And it will make me one step, step away from. Well, they're, they're, that's, that's what you, you're stepping into the realms of coping mechanisms. Though, it is a coping it? strategy and it is a coping mechanism and it has worked for me so far. But what we have to identify and maybe explain, not that any of us are uh, professionals, but there are positive and negative uh, coping strategies 100%. and mechanisms. Now, this is a positive coping strategy for me. I train. Mm. I go to the gym mm. at least five to six times a week. Yeah. Now, to me, that's better than drinking every day. To me, that's better than taking drugs. To me, that's better than being violent. I'll, I'll rather go gym, put my headphones on, listen to some nice music and just be in my own zone. It de-stresses me. So then I can come home and I don't bring that stress home. I can talk to friends and family who are really there for me, really there for me. Not those who are only want me there because they want to go and have a drink or because I make them laugh or because I can teach them something and they can gain from me and then they disappear when I need them. But people who are really there for me, that's who I speak to. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. That and shows they, they that you're making me. educated and logical decisions to maintain your mental health though. 100%. I am making logical decisions. There's, I, I understand that I'm lucky in terms of I'm able to, to be completely conscious of my being, of my status. And when I make a, if I am one step away from, or if I do become that negative outcome, it will be a conscious choice and I will want to do it. Trust me. Yeah. But at this moment, I've got so much responsibility on my back to be a role model to have gone through something and, and try to come out the other side. 
So I need to be conscious, which I am, in terms of stepping towards a positive outcome. And all them previous aspects that I mentioned are helping me to step and keep on that path. So yeah, there you go. You draw me out. No, that's, well, it's just, it's, it, it, makes, it makes sense. It makes sense. And I, I, obviously we're completely different and we have completely different uh, lives as such, but similar as well. But I can relate because, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate who are listening, and even you guys in the group. Like, for for me, the biggest thing, and and it t- it probably does touch on a cultural thing. Like you mentioned earlier, Kay, about that soldier mentality. Hundred um, percent. It, it, it goes deep. It goes deeper, and we I'm sure we're going to get to that later on in in the conversation. But that's that mentality itself, that just soldier mentality. For me, I know that as a learnt behaviour. I learned that. I learned that from my dad. One reason or the other, that is just, and that is just something where, okay, that's just the mentality you need to have. However, as you get older, or as I got older, and I had more responsibilities, that mentality still is still there, still with me to this day, but it's used in a different way. Um, and when it comes to mental health, and I'm not saying this is the way to deal with things to anyone that's listening. I'm just saying this is my, this is this is insight into how i am as a person and i think this was mentioned before in a previous podcast in 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 a different way for me and this is why i probably don't fall down some of the 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 traps that the mind can take you down and i've seen people go down and it's it's not nice i if I, i say to myself and this is probably i probably need to kind of address it at some point but i say to myself and also this is true if i'm not strong everything around me, like in terms of around my inner world, crumbles. Your network, yeah, 100%. It, 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 it crumbles. Like when you have responsibilities, and I'm sure, like let's just use, uh, let's just use just being a, a father, for example. If you are that one that loses that strength, no matter, the people will try to deny it and say, ah, no, that's not true. We can, it's not about kind of being that better person. I'm just saying, if I lose my strength, that I've built myself up to be as a person, everything else crumbles. And even people that might not think, oh, well, what does that mean? Like, you, you will feel it. You, you will feel it indirectly or, in, or directly. You will feel, if I let go of the, what, I, what I hold on to, which is my, my mental strength, and once again, I'm not trying to like, put myself above anyone, everything else crumbles. And so the option to fall, the option to take a knee, the option to be weak doesn't become an option anymore for me. Because as a black man trying to handle their business, we know, we, we all know that there are vultures out there, men and women. Yep. There, there's vultures out there that are just waiting for you to fall or meet that stereotype. And when you, and for me, when I've spent all my life for what, for good and bad reasons, trying to kind of stay away from those stereotypes, trying to kind of prove, I guess, prove myself to society that actually, nah, this is, that's not me. I might look, part but i'm not that part that's there's the the option to not like that there's just something that overrides where i don't know other people may have a luxury to like fall back on i don't have that i don't have that because i understand the implications okay so people might say so those words that i said at the start they might be used against me but if i'm any other way what happens like seriously, what what happens? Like whether it be from a working point, uh, uh, just a, a family point, a relationship point, a friendship point, what happens then? 
So as much as that's not all, that shouldn't always be the go-to, this is what we have to we have to live and be in order to that's that that word survivability that's my survivability is that i have to, i have it it might in the grand scheme of things it might not be true but in my mind right now i feel that if i am not a strong if i'm not strong in into my convictions and the things that i do i feel a lot of things will crumble very quickly but and who will be the one the eyes will still be on me though so when i so when i lose that strength the eyes will be on me so we, I, I personally believe for me I've had to have or just get a, an increased resilience um, and I know and I've had this in my life I've had people try to break me try to kind of like even even more so because they know of my inner strength it, it kind of, it sometimes becomes a bit of a challenge you know let me see if I can what if I do it if what if I dig this way I haven't tried this before like trust me I had it every other way and as a black man and as a black dad and I guess this is that's probably another podcast. You will get that. And I'll say this: when you're a black man and a black dad, and in an, uh, with mixed race children, trust me, listeners. If you don't understand, or if you do understand, you know what I'm saying. Because you will get certain daggers will be will be put in yeah, for, for for certain reasons. But I'm not going to get onto that. That's another podcast. Yeah, that's definitely another podcast, yeah. man. That was yeah. powerful what you said. But there, what I'm man. saying, what I, all I'm saying is that my mindset right now you can't break me 100 100 brother and you and and i tell you what because of the strength that we have as a unit in order to break you they gotta break us first you know and that's yeah that's the, problem that's the key <laughs> that's the key there and what em said i just, I just want to jump on and say you know our favorite saying man generational conditioning yeah, you know, mm-hmm. we're always saying this time and time again. Some people may take it lightly, but we're having what we're doing now is relearning. We're getting rid of most of the stuff that we know, not all of it, because some of it is good. Most of it is good, actually. But we're relearning from, like you said, about your dad not talking about things, or our dads didn't. And I can 90% be confident that nine out of 10 people will say that. No, they didn't. There are conversations that we never had with our parents. Not because uh, they, they didn't want to say it, just, just didn't come up. It's not in our culture to do that. That's but an now, interesting point. But that's now we're talking point. about it. Mm, and that's positive. And this is what we aim to do as one step away from, man. Um, so yeah, so thank you very much, everyone, for expressing that. Um, we're going to come to a little quick uh, break and we're going to come back in part two where we're going to be discussing what could potentially contribute to diagnosis and disposal of black people within the UK. Also, what sort of outcomes and treatments are there for, for people of, um, who are diagnosed uh, or disposed of through the mental health pathways? And finally, got to come with a solution element to how can we prevent ourselves or reduce our likelihood of mental health issues? Okay, so thank you very much. I would like to say, viewers, thank you very much for viewing the first part. Stay tuned for the second. Please comment and subscribe. Thank you very much.